I'm going to talk to you today about a heart of gratitude and how powerful that is in the context of understanding that gratitude is actually a force of the born-again spirit. Say that with me. Gratitude, gratitude. Is, a is a force of the born-again spirit. Born spirit. In 1 Samuel 12, 24, I love this scripture because it underscores everything we're trying to communicate this month. Scripture says, But be sure to fear the Lord and serve Him faithfully with all your heart. And listen to this. Consider what great things He has done for you. Can I see your hand if you know He's done great things for you? Amen? He sure has. Paul said this in Ephesians chapter, uh, looking at verse 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 20. Always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say giving thanks. Giving thanks. For what? Everything. everything. That's a pretty good list, isn't it? Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. As members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Turn your neighbor and say it with a smile. Be thankful. Be thankful. Tell them again, be thankful. Be thankful. 2 Corinthians 2.14 lays it out. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphant procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. He has made us triumphant, hadn't He, church? We have every reason in the world to be thankful today. Colossians 2, 7, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Amen. Say that, abounding, abounding. in thanksgiving. Amen. Whenever you hear the word abounding in Scripture, think of it this way, always increasing. Not I'm thankful something happened and 10 things happened that were negative and maybe one day I'll be thankful again. If you're at this level of gratitude today, you should be at this level of gratitude tomorrow. A year from now, you should be even more abounding in your gratitude, ever increasing. Say it, I'm always increasing in gratitude. A lot of people, even Christians, you know, they base their gratitude on their circumstances. And so it may increase, it may not. It goes up, it goes down, like some kind of a you know teeter-totter or yo-yo. You and I need to be ever-increasing in our gratitude because that's the kind of people we've been made to be. And to do that, you've got to have your eyes open constantly, not to everything that's wrong or the one or two things that stand out, but everything that is right. I've met people throughout my ministry, and I tell you, a thousand things can be right in their life, in their home, in their family, in their church. They'll pick out that one thing. And they'll zero in on that and it will rob them of their peace and their blessing and it will destroy any gratitude they have. I promise you this, there's more going on right with you right now than going on wrong. But your focus and your perspective can be so off that you can't see it. And alone give God praise and thanksgiving for the good that's actually there. In Psalm 107 verse 1, I'll give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. He loves you today. He's going to love you tomorrow. He's going to love you a hundred years from now. A hundred years from now? Really? Yeah. A thousand years from now, He's still going to love you. Turn to somebody and say, even when you act ugly, He still loves you. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll say this. How many you glad if you have some people that, that seem to have unconditional love towards you? If you're in a covenant marriage, you're blessed. But I can tell you this. hundred percent of the time, there's only one person that will treat you with unconditional love. And that's your Heavenly Father. That alone is worthy of thanksgiving. Amen. And gratitude from His heart to yours. Glory to God. 
Uh, Psalm 95, verse 2, Let us come in His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. When you come into the house of God, you should sing. Amen. Not quietly mouth. But pastor, what comes out of my mouth doesn't sound very good. It may not sound to you or your neighbor very good. But I've always had this theory that somehow when it leaves this atmosphere and goes into the portals of heaven, it sounds like, you know, Handel's Messiah. And some of you are thinking, Pastor, I heard some of the people around here. I don't have that kind of faith. <laughs> but the noise you make in gratitude, that's what's important. It's the heart behind it that matters. To be grateful means to have appreciation and gratitude for the benefits you've received. It is not just a social etiquette, but it's a lifestyle of gratitude. And oftentimes it's just reduced to a pleasantry, to being polite when somebody has something nice for you. No, it's more than that. It's actually a force that will make a huge difference in your life, a tangible difference in your life, if you learn to abound in this thing called gratitude. You know, for example, when you have a meal, you don't pray over it so you'll look religious to everybody else. Draw as much attention as you possibly can that you're a Christian that prays. Let me help you out here. Y'all lean in real good, okay? Because this won't cost you anything today. The reason you pray and thank God over your meal is because you don't know what went on in the kitchen. <laughs> and so you thank him. He's the one that gave it to you, amen? And he's the one that's protecting it. All you have to do in your lifetime is have food poisoning once. And you become very thankful. <laughs> Amen. You know how food has a best by date? Mm -hmm. When you've had food poisoning, the best by date is earlier normally <laughs> than later. Yes, Amen. Gratitude is remembering God's grace and goodness and gifts in your life. See that his goodness, his grace, his gifts in my life. And then taking time to express that gratitude with praise and thanksgiving, with your giving, with your serving. In other words, it's not enough to mouth gratitude and think that you're a gracious person. It doesn't you know, amount to much when you just say something. You have to actually put action to that. People that walk in gratitude are doers, not just mouthers. Amen. And if he's been good to us, we ought to want to be good to what? To others around us because we're full of gratitude. You actually put feet to your gratitude. Real gratitude in your life is going to inspire demonstrated appreciation. Does that make sense? So it's going to inspire me to be a bigger giver, a bigger servant of God, blessing people with my mouth, not cursing and talking ugly about them. Amen. Not looking for everything that's wrong, but looking for everything that is right. <coughs> Let me ask you this. How many are glad that God doesn't zero in on the things that are wrong with us? For the few of you who aren't too sure about it, let me encourage you that you do not want God spending all his time pointing out everything that's wrong with you. When he reveals it to you in terms of conviction, that's a good thing. Repent of it and go on. But God is not interested in beating us to a pulp. He's interested in us conforming to his image, going through that process of transformation. And you and I are impacted greatly by his example. Let's not be the person that looks for the fault in everybody else's life. 
Amen. Amen. I'm going to come over here and preach over here because, <laughs> frankly, they need it, right? No. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, I'm looking for the good. I'm not looking for the bad. Why? Because I'm a grateful person. I'm grateful for the thousand things that are right about you instead of just disgusted about the one or two things that are wrong. And I'm telling you, you got to guard your heart. I don't care how old you are in the Lord, how long you've been serving God, how long you've been in that church. you got to guard your heart for that spirit trying to come on you. Because it'll ruin relationships, it'll ruin your destiny, it'll ruin your future. you got to maintain gratitude. Get up and look at all the things that are right. Hallelujah. In every area of your life. Gratitude is not a platitude. It's a force that actually accomplishes things. And I want you to understand this principle as we get into this in, in, in earnest today. There are two sides of this coin of gratitude. One is what we call reactive gratitude, where somebody's done something, God has done something, and then you express your gratitude. But let me tell you what the real key to victory is in your life and breakthrough. It's the other side of the coin, which is proactive gratitude. You're not thinking after the fact. You're not being a person of gratitude after, I mean, you know, after it happens alone. You are this way before something happens. And scripture is filled with examples of people who have amazing breakthroughs and interventions from God because they were thankful before something happened. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't want to be that way. You know, if somebody, you know, gives me a present, then I'll write them a thank you note. That's how it works. That's how it works even with secular people. But spiritual people tap into something beyond that. Say, I'm reactive. I'm reactive. And I should be. In my gratitude. But I also need to be proactive. I'm going to thank God long before the breakthrough. I'm going to thank God before the healing. I'm going to break God, you know, praise God and thank Him before I have some kind of a financial miracle. So why would I do that? Because there's a great dimension of demonstration of faith, mature faith, when you can thank God for something you can't see yet with your beady little eyes. Amen. What are some characteristics of ungrateful people? Look at somebody and say, he's not talking about me today. He's talking about somebody else. <laughs> ungrateful people are complainers or whiners. It's always something wrong. In addition to people not wanting to be around that, this person's spirit begins to shut down to everything good God wants to do. Um, let me help you out here. You're finding all the things that are wrong with everybody else in every situation. They're not the ones with the problem. What, what is their diagnosis? What's their problem, Pastor? They're human beings. They have a thing called humanity. And I've met people in the body of Christ that once they discover your humanity, they have a right to go after you. I'll, I'll just let you in on this and just be at peace about this. Everybody has issues. Nobody in this room is perfect. My mom comes close, but everybody else is a distant second. Hallelujah. You, we all have problems. So what you do is you either make a decision to amplify everything that's wrong with people or you magnify what is right with people. This is a lifestyle. 
But the person that's ungrateful, they just tend to go to everything that is wrong. If they came to the event yesterday, all they saw was something they didn't like. <laughs> On the other hand, if you're, you know, my, you know, granddaughter, and she goes running around, I think she was in, what, one inflatable for a half hour, you had to finally kick her out of it. Next time I saw her, her face was bead red. She was having just what? I mean, just red face. And they, how many of those funnel cakes? She ate two and a half funnel cakes all by herself. I'm glad she spent the night with you guys last night and not me. <laughs> she wasn't running around saying, well, it's not inflated enough. There's not enough powdered sugar on the thing. She's just what? Enjoying it. That's why it's so much in Scripture about being childlike in your faith and the principle of having the eyes to see these things. Say, I am not a whiner. I'm not a complainer. And if you've been that way to your spouse, they're probably looking at you right now saying, you need to repent now for lying, you lying thing. You lied, whine all day long. Say, I refuse to be a whiner and a complainer. You got to watch that. Is there anybody here that tends that way? Can I help you out? If you'll stay more in his presence in his word, you'll whine less. Number two, ungrateful people have a sense of entitlement. Somebody out there, owe me. I deserve this. You got a chip on your shoulder so big you can see it, amen, a mile away. That is not the mark of a grateful person. Number three, ungrateful people have a critical spirit. The first thought is always, what's wrong with somebody? Number four, an ungrateful person is never satisfied. They have unfair and unrealistic expectations about others, but notice they never apply those to themselves. One standard for everybody else, one standard for me. No, a good idea is to focus on yourself and let God take care of everybody else. Amen? Amen. And uh, watch those Lord Sikkim prayers and Lord Changem prayers and Lord Ginnem prayers. If you're not careful, you'll move in from being born again, spirit filled over here to flirting with witchcraft. You do not order the transformation of another person. You pray for them. God's word and God's best. But you got to be careful with this stuff. You can pass this stuff down. This is just an aside. But you can pass that spirit down to your family and not even realize that what you sowed was not the spirit of Christ. It was just the opposite. Yes, amen. amen. Why would somebody do that? Why would somebody pray, oh, God, change them, get them, God, do this to them, do that to them, make them this, God, make them do that. I'll tell you why. Because you've got a critical spirit about you. In your fluffy world, they're less than they should be in your eyes. See how dangerous this is? All wrapped in a little Christianese prayer, a little prayer meeting, a little prayer meeting. We're going to have a fix everybody prayer meeting. Why don't you look in the mirror and fix yourself first? Brother Osteen used to say, you know what? People for years tried to talk me into having a restaurant, have a cafeteria, have a cafeteria in the church. And so he did. And then he looked at us one year at a pastor's meeting and said, don't let anybody ever talk you into having a cafeteria in the church. You think that, that I don't get hit with everybody's ideas and everybody's concepts and multiple visions here? No, there can't be 15 visions of a house. 
So be careful saying, Lord, make the pastor. Why would somebody say that? Because in their estimation, we ain't measuring up. Well, bless God, you didn't call me. Amen. And frankly, darling, I don't need you to remind me that I'm human. <laughs> Just ask my wife. Just tell you. <laughs> you see this dynamic here? It all sounds real spiritual. Fix them, Lord. Get them, Lord. Make them, Lord. Get them to do this. Uh, it sounds real spiritual, but the bottom line is you're seeing everything that is wrong. What you could be doing is saying, oh, thank you for what you're doing in my brother's life. Amen. Thank you for what you're doing in my sister's life. I see so much of God in them. I see their servants are. You see what I'm saying to you? You could do that, but you can't do both at the same time. Look at somebody and say, I know your ugly side. But I choose to see what's positive in you. Amen. Just, uh, this is just a little announcement, just a little announcement. I'm, I'm preaching better than y'all are talking back to me today. <laughs> They're just never satisfied. No. Number five, ungrateful people are selfish. The classic me generation. They live in a world that's consumed with everything they think and the way things should be, and they never doubt their own fallibility. Amen. Ungrateful people are selfish. Grateful people, you know, tend to see things through a lens of it's all about them. Well, life's not all about you. That's not my take. We're supposed to be dead to ourselves. Amen. He must increase. We must decrease. The ungrateful person is basically just too alive in themselves. They have too much of themselves in their lives still at that point. What about grateful people? Well, they're, they're happier, they're kinder, they're healthier, they're more positive, and they're more productive. Look at somebody and say, I want to be one of them. <laughs> the reason we're talking about this is not so you just say, okay, i got some things to say at Thanksgiving and thank God for this or thank God for that, but that you live a lifestyle and understand how powerful this principle actually is. Turn to somebody and tell them that gratitude, gratitude. is powerful. powerful. Say it again, gratitude, gratitude. is yes. powerful. It's a force of the Spirit, just like wisdom, just like faith, just like hope, just like love. It's a force. Gratitude will center your thinking and your meditation on the Word of God. You cannot think in terms of, you know, what's, what's right about people and be positive. You cannot be a grateful person and then veer off of Scripture. What's going to happen is you'll see yourself merging time and time again back onto what God thinks about things. It's amazing how fast you can veer off the Word of God when you get critical. Anybody here need deliverance from that? Every head bowed? <laughs> Number two, gratitude causes the blessing to flow. You want to know what a big blessing blocker is? Get critical. Get negative. Get belligerent. See everybody's flaws instead of the good things that are inside of them. And you'll see that everything God wants to do is starting to you know, block and stop up in your life. Big blessing blocker is a critical spirit. Don't be like that. Be full of gratitude. Number three, gratitude improves our ability to see and to hear. And we need that right now. We need greater discernment than we've ever had before. Discernment to know what His will is. Discernment to live out the things He's told us to do. How many know there's some darkness out there? Amen. 
But you don't live in the darkness. You live in a spiritual land of Goshen. Amen. You can see things. Say, I have discernment. I can hear. I can see. See, just like if you focus on everything that's wrong, you don't see everything that is right in somebody. Gratitude will still and quiet the flesh, number four. It'll dominate it and put it in its proper place. When you're full of gratitude, you're going to tell the flesh the what for. Amen. Stay gracious. Stay filled with gratitude. Number five, gratitude blocks offense in a critical spirit. You can't do both at the same time. You can be offended or you can be full of gratitude, but you can't be both. How many of y'all choose to be full of gratitude? <laughs> um, I've watched this through the years. And how many know that the church is to be a blessing to the community? But have you ever referenced a scripture that makes it plain that that kind of mercy should start with the household of faith first? The people of the church's needs should come before those that are outside. And there are lots of times that's happened through the years. Um, and we just hear from God. And another reason why you're, you're giving so critical, you never have any idea where your tithe or offer may end up helping somebody who's in dire straits. I mean, you, you tithe the tithe, you know, a month ago, and all of a sudden somebody has a critical need and your church is able to be there. But pastors, if you get them together, they all have interesting stories. And one common theme is, is it seems like that that one the church does so much for. That's the very person that will tuck tail and run on that church the first time they don't like something. And unfortunately, I have seen that. Instead, if a, if a ministry has been good to you, you should be filled with gratitude. You should be able to see the big picture of all the good things that are happening instead of the one thing you don't like. I mean, if I operated off of the one thing I don't like, let me just go around the room. Let me just start over here. That's not pleasing to God. When we're the recipient of blessing, it should make us tender hearted. And when you see something maybe you didn't like or didn't go down the way you thought it should go, whatever, you should say, well, you know what, my flesh doesn't like that. But guess what? They did this, 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 and this. And this person was there for me. And this person was there for me. And this person was there for me. On my worst day, they were there for me. I am not going to become a bitter, offended person. I'm going to be filled with gratitude in my life. And that's the way you want to be. And that's exactly the kind of thing we all need to hear because we have been blessed more than someone's hurt us but all we ever see is the hurt, the offense. You can't be offended and filled with gratitude at the same time. And if you get offended, you shut down the anointing that is on gratitude to produce positive things in your life. It's a force that's shut down by a lack of gratitude. Yeah. Amen. So don't be like that. Let the blessing of God and the good things he's done for you and others have done for you, let it cause you to be tender hearted. The ability to overlook. The Bible says what? Love covers a multitude of faults. Yes. Say it with me. People are people. They do stupid things. Well, I want to meet somebody who's not stupid. Good luck with that. 
Well, wait a minute. If they come into the church, they should be de-stupefied. They shouldn't be stupid anymore. <laughs> no, sometimes their stupidity is amplified. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to maintain a lifestyle of grace and gratitude. Thinking how he sees us, we should see them as well. But I'm just, I'm helping you out here. This idea that, well, I pray over my meal and I say thank you. And when we're carving the turkey, we go around the room and we say what we're thankful for. Amen. And I watch the stupid Hallmark movies about Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm a thankful person. I'm full of gratitude. And the first time you don't like something that a family member does or a church member does or a spiritual leader does, all of a sudden the fence rises up and you're telling me you're a person of gratitude? Reminds me of the movie Elf. <laughs> You're a fake person of gratitude. You're not Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. He's a fake. <laughs> Don't be a person that is a faker. You're checking off all the little boxes. When push comes to shove, and you maybe won't even know how full of gratitude you are until you have the opportunity to be offended. Keep it up, Pastor. You're testing me right now. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm thankful for the pastor. I'm thankful for the pastor. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the pastor. <laughs> yes. The reason I'm, I'm, I'm laying this out there, you know, as a caution, because all the good things we're going to talk about this month that gratitude will do, you will not enjoy if you do not choose to walk in that kind of a spirit and let yourself get offended. Amen. Anybody have some stupid people in your family? Yeah. <laughs> a couple of you are looking around. I'm going to raise my hand. <laughs> How about where you work? If you're on my staff and you say, yeah. <laughs> Did, Bar Did you say that, Barb? How about this? Do you have some stupid people where you go to church? No. Good job, everybody. Good job. This is a test. It's only a test of the pastoral emergency service. Amen. They're there. They're out there. Remember those old Allstate commercials? Camera pans in to a lady. She's pulling out and driving in her car and She's, you know, slurping down some coffee and she's putting her eyelash mascara on. She's talking on the phone and driving with her foot. And then Allstate says, they're out there. <laughs> some of you even met that person or you are that person. So. My dad used to do that. He used to sit there watch him driving on the car. He'd drive with his knee. I'm like, who's driving the car? And then I start looking for things like bridges. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Because he's driving with his name. Put your hands on the vehicle, you know. <laughs> Power steering. Yeah. Try that with an old 67 Mustang. No way, Jose. <laughs> Amen. Say it. I can be filled with gratitude or offended. But I can't be both. Now, when you understand... The wonderful things that gratitude will do from a biblical standpoint, 
you'll, uh, you'll guard your own heart more carefully than you ever have before. We just can't tolerate offense anymore. Say, so I can't tolerate offense in my life another day. Say, so I can't take it. I can't tolerate it. I can't afford it. Amen? Can you see that so far? All right. Well, let's talk about three divine benefits of gratitude. These are for the unoffendable. Number one is divine approval. What a wonderful thing it is to know that you're pleasing to God. Amen. Amen. Think about that scripture. Verse Thessalonians 5.18, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's the will of God. It didn't say thank Him for everything you're dealing with, but thank Him what? In all things. When it's going great, when it's challenging, when everybody loves you, when everybody seems not to care, in all things. What are you? You've developed and cultivated an attitude, you know, of gratitude. And bottom line here is you have his seal of approval. You have his approval on your life. He's pleased with that. Why is that important? Gratitude's always going to be a choice. And if you'll pause, just take a moment when something that's a, you know, bothers you. You take that moment to think in terms of what's good in that situation or that person. You'll counter this and you'll walk in a state, a perpetual state of God's approval on your life. There's nothing more important than having God's approval on you. Right. Amen. 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 Gratitude should not be an isolated blip in your life of selfishness. It should be a pattern after our selfless Lord himself. Amen. Gratitude pleases God. Come on, shout that out. Gratitude, Gratitude. pleases God. God. Whiny baby does not. <laughs> Shout it out one more time. Gratitude, Gratitude pleases, pleases God. God. How many want to raise your hand and say, I want to please God? Yes. Can't do it without gratitude. I mean, I, I think about poor old Moses, you know. Every time he turned around, it was murmuring and grumbling and complaining. And then eventually he would say, God, you know, you got to deal with these people. I've had it. And God would say, I've raised you up for this task. You're to lead my people. You know, persevere and hang in there. And then one day, God would say to Moses, I've had it with these people. I'm going to knock them out. <laughs> and Moses would say, well, what about your covenant? What will the nation say? Could you imagine if God and Moses having a bad day on the same day? No, I'm telling you that you may not have everything figured out in your life, but if you're a person of gratitude, you're pleasing the heart of God. It's a big deal to be a person of great gratitude. Gratitude is demonstrated faith. And faith, we are told, pleases God. In fact, it's impossible to please God without faith. And faith, Romans 5.2 tells us, that's how we access the favor of God. Your favor level is in direct proportion, watch this, to your ability to please the heart of God with your gratitude. 
your favor operating in your life right now. The open doors and opportunities of God, amen, doors that are open, no man can shut, can I have an amen, is in direct proportion to your gratitude. If you want to see more favor in your life, operate in what pleases God. When you have gratitude, a heartfelt gratitude in your life, you're going to see more and more and more of his favor. When you become belligerent and whining and complaining, you're going to see things shut down. And not because God doesn't want to see these operating in your life. You're making the choice by choosing not to be a person of gratitude. I tell you, there's more going for you than against you. Amen. Amen. Kevin McAllister didn't like his family very much until they were gone. I made my family disappear. Who hasn't thought that a time or two? Until they disappeared. Yes, amen. Favor is a mark of the grateful believer. Say it with me. Favor is a mark of the what? Grateful believer. Raise your hand if you want to see more favor in your life. Cultivate more gratitude. How about thanking him for all the things he's already done? How about going back in your mind thinking about all the doors he's ever opened up for you? How about a trail of God's favor and a record of God's favor? Instead of yielding to a whiny spirit, go back and think about all the wonderful things he has done. I'll tell you what, after a few years going back and thinking all the things God has done for you, you won't want to whine anymore. Because you remind yourself that he's been faithful all this time. And he'll take care of that situation you're currently dealing with as well. Yes, amen. Number two, divine peace. We know that thanksgiving is an expression of our faith. This is what Paul said to the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Say the peace of God. Direct result of not just having a prayer life, but what actually adding to your prayer life and your walk with God, the concept of thanksgiving. Peace and gratitude go hand in hand. If you want more peace in your life, cultivate more gratitude. Your perspective, everything changes when you're a person that is great and, and you know swift in terms of your ability and willingness to be thankful and grateful in your life. Belligerent people don't have that peace. They think, no, it's the circumstances robbing me of my peace. No, it's that person robbing me of my peace. No, it's not. It's your lack of gratitude that's robbing you of your peace. Add to your spiritual walk completely and consistently thanksgiving and gratitude. Thank him for what? What should I be thanking him for? Well, in addition to all the prayer requests he's already answered, think about this. You're born again today. You sit right now in the midst of a community and a nation where people are confused about the pathway to heaven. They're confused about the person of Christ. They don't understand the dynamics you have been blessed with. You're on your way to heaven. You've been called righteous by him. You're the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. You are blessed people. You can get up all day long thanking God you've got the new birth and you would listen. You would go far to do that just with the new birth. But that's not all. You're born again. You're spirit-filled. Amen. You're gifted. You're blessed. You're prosperous. You have a sense about you, a destiny about you. You should be the most thankful people on the planet. We shouldn't find offense in the church. 
Because when you rip it back, you see a lack of gratitude. Amen. Why be thankful? <laughs> You're born again. You have a heavenly father that loves you. I never had a father. You have a heavenly father. And he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Raise your hand if your heavenly father's ever been good to you, ever done something great for you. Spend all your time just thanking him. You have access to him. Amen. Come boldly to the throne. That's what he's done for you and for me. And you know, ultimately, in the scripture, he's going to answer. Ask anything according to my will. What will happen? He'll do it. You know his word. You know his will. You know he will come through. The key is, don't wait until you see everything answered to give him the thanksgiving. This does not say you pray your petitions and your supplications, and then you add your thanksgiving when he comes through. It's not reactive. It is what? It is what? Proactive. When I am proactive, I have divine, you know, peace. I have a, the peace that passes all understanding, but it doesn't come by waiting for something to happen. Amen. Don't have any peace today? It's because you've left the gratitude part out of this particular passage. Start being grateful again. Turn to somebody and tell them your peace, your peace. is directly tied to your gratitude level. Say it with me. I have divine approval and divine peace. Well, that's reason enough to be a person of gratitude, isn't it? There's no peace out there in that world, is there? Amen. Praise God. Number three today, divine intervention. Anybody here ever need divine intervention? It doesn't matter what man does, it's not going to right itself. It's not going to get fixed with what man can do. You need divine intervention. If that's you today, just lift your hand. I need divine intervention in some area of my life. Now, here's the takeaway for you. You bump up your life of gratitude and watch and see what will happen. When you go through Scripture and you see people that are filled with gratitude, God moves on their behalf. Thanksgiving leads to future breakthroughs. Gratitude is a supreme expression of confidence of God and of faith. It's proactive gratitude and not just reactive gratitude that causes the breakthrough to happen. You want to release that force yourself. Thank Him profusely before the breakthrough. Turn to somebody and tell them before the breakthrough. Divine intervention is tied to your gratitude level. What is divine interventions where God directly intervenes in our situation and affairs to bring some kind of change or positive result? He is known for intervening in the history of mankind. Aren't you glad for that? He's also known for intervening in your history. You can't even count all the times he's intervened in your life. Sometimes not aware that he is intervening in your life because he's that good. But how many could use divine intervention in situations right now in your life? Increase your gratitude. No, I'll express my gratitude when I see the intervention. It didn't work that way. We're talking about a proactive gratitude. You're programmed to be reactive. Somebody gives you something to drink. Thank you. Thank you for the meal. Thank you for the gift. You're programmed that way. And you should be grateful for things that have been done for you. 
But the principle of divine intervention hinges on you being grateful before you ever see anything change. You don't look at a fireplace and say, you know what, give me some heat and I'll throw in some wood. It's going to be a cold, long winter. The principle of breakthrough is you express your gratitude long before you ever see anything happening. Well, how long do I have to be filled with gratitude? As long as it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're not decreasing as the days go by. You're abounding in gratitude as the days go by. Does that make sense? Day one, thank you for my healing. Day two, thank you for my healing. Day three, all day long, thank you, I am healed in Jesus' name. I am totally restored in Jesus' name. Every part of my body works the way it was designed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. People will think I'm crazy, Pastor Art. They already do. <laughs> Whatever is going on, you thank him before the breakthrough. Turn to somebody and tell them, my gratitude needs to be proactive. Before the breakthrough occurs or manifests in the natural, I'm already thanking him. Yes. Amen. How many grabbed on to what Tim was talking about and would like to be debt free? How often have you thanked him for being debt free? I can't thank him for being debt free because I'm not debt free. When I'm debt free, then I'll thank him for being debt free. But right now I'm not debt free, so I can't thank him for being debt free. Don't ask me to say that again. <laughs> no, you don't wait until you're debt free to thank him for being debt free. It's proactive. I thank you. What you're saying, I believe this is done in Jesus' name. It's just a matter of time before you begin to manifest it. Amen. You need divine intervention. You need to be more proactive than you have ever been in your entire life. Everybody has different areas where they're dealing with. You know, sometimes people that are fine financially have physical struggles or people that have everything fine in the physical realm and the money realm, they have family issues. They have, you know, some relative or some child or grandchild that's run amok. Amen. Thank God. You got a child that needs to be saved. Thank God for their salvation. Well, I'll thank God when they get saved. No, you thank God before they get saved. You thank God before they give their heart to him. It's got to be what? Proactive. The way you tap into the force of gratitude is not just saying thank you after the fact. That's great. Saying thank you before there's any breakthrough at all. It's not rocket science. Thank the Lord. But it's a matter of discipline and renewing the mind. Glory to God. Whatever area you need divine intervention in, that's the very area you should turn up and crank up your gratitude. Say, so I'm always abounding, no matter what happens. You know, I think about these 10 lepers, you know, in Luke chapter 17, and uh, they cried out for mercy. What Jesus say? Go show yourselves to the priests. And the Bible says, as they went, as they obeyed that word, that anointed word, they were healed. Nine of them kept on walking. One of them looked at himself and then he just ran back. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Now, 
Some theologians believe that he had a revelation that this guy is not just prophet, priest, he's high priest. And the scripture says, and several translations bear this out, he threw himself down at Jesus' feet and he could not stop thanking him. Now I ask you, when's the last time God did something for you? I'm not asking if you thanked him. I'm asking you couldn't stop thanking him. Well, Pastor, I can't grab a hold of his legs like that man did. I was, I'm not there physically as, as he was. You do grab onto his legs with the words of your thanksgiving and your gratitude. And you don't stop it. You continue to do it. Now watch this. He can't. Say, he couldn't stop. You know, some folks can't stop whining. Some folks can't stop complaining. Some folks can't stop being negative. This man couldn't stop thanking him. And if that's not a big enough slap in the face, oh, and by the way, he wasn't even a Jew. What was he, church? <laughs> he couldn't stop thanking him. Is it any wonder then that Jesus tells him that he is now not just healed of leprosy, but he's whole? Say he, made, he was made whole. He had divine intervention the first time and got more divine intervention on the heels of his gratitude. And he wasn't just healed of the leprosy. If you know thinking about leprosy, you know that body parts fall off, rats chew off the fingers and the toes and the feet because they can't feel what's going on. Whatever that man got that day, we know that if there was a body part missing, he got it back. He got his life back, his social life back, his worship life back. He got his economic, he got his whole life back because of Gratitude. Well, when God does something in my life, I'll give him that gratitude. You're missing the whole point. Do I have to read there and do the whole sermon again? <laughs> you give him that gratitude first. Yes. I can't stop thanking God enough. You and I could just settle down on the day that we were forgiven, the day that we got born again. Father, I can't stop thanking you enough. Can't stop thanking you enough. Say it with me. I can't stop thanking you enough. You know what you're going to do? You're going to set yourself up for divine intervention in your life. What a great lesson that is for us. One of my favorite stories as we get to the, the close of this today is in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And Jehoshaphat is facing an enormous alliance of enemies. If you think this is new with Israel and Hamas, this has been going on since the formation of the Jewish people. Ungodly alliances trying to snuff them out. He's got a formidable foe. They call the people to prayer. God speaks prophetically. Listen to your prophets, amen, and you will what? You will succeed. The Lord said, this is not your battle, but the Lord's. You're going to stand and see the salvation of your God. And somewhere along the line, Jehoshaphat gets a revelation. <laughs> you guys in the military would not think this was sound military advice. But instead of putting the armor in front and instead of putting the infantry with the armor, instead of, you know, sitting over, you know, several hundred tomahawks and taking care of softening out the positions before, what we're going to do is we're going to get a choir. <laughs> and we're going to put the choir in front of the column. And they're going to sing thanksgiving and praises to God. And that's going to do it. Except for one thing. 
That's exactly what they did. They thanked God profusely and God released supernatural intervention to defeat the enemy. Now, I don't know what your battle is today, but I'll tell you how to win it. Profuse, unhindered, unpunctuated gratitude in your life. Don't wait for it to turn to be full of gratitude. Be filled with gratitude now. Thank him now. It honors him and it releases that force into that situation. Amen. If it's true for Jehoshaphat, it's true for you and me today. Thanksgiving will turn the tide. Gratitude will turn the tide. Say it with me. I am not a whiny baby. I've been delivered from wine. More than one way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say it. I'm not a whiny baby. I am filled with gratitude. Hallelujah. I have divine approval. Said, I have divine approval. I'm having a divine intervention. Say it, a divine intervention. I have divine peace. How did I get it? Gratitude. Amen. <laughs> now, what you don't do is go home and say to your spouse, Were you listening to the preacher? Were you? Were you? You're missing the whole point. I'm not giving you a flashlight to turn on your husband or wife or kids. It's for you to look in the mirror. Amen. And let's be honest with yourself. Honest today with a raised hand. How many can say you could go a lot further in your gratitude than you've been living? You start literally counting all the things he has done. What a good God that he is. And so as we talk about this in the future, we'll be ministering to you about the connection between gratitude and divine intervention in the area of provision, in the area of your you know, protection, in the area of your promotion. You be thankful enough, God will raise you to the sky. Amen. Amen. It's so important to understand this principle. So I want to pray for you in just a moment that uh, as you're thinking about these things, meditating on these things, stand to your feet and just go ahead and give Him thanks right now.